from the Auto Line Studios. Here is your host, John McElroy. I want to welcome you all for joining us on AutoLine this week, where the topic today is, can you attract young people to come into the automotive industry and into manufacturing? Even more specifically, into manufacturing in the automotive industry. It's a big challenge for automakers, and I've got three experts in here today to talk about it, including Carl Klimek from Square One Education Network, uh, Chris Chuka from the Society of Automotive Engineers, where he's the director of pre-professional programs, and Tim Grew from General Motors, an electrical engineer who works on the Chevrolet Volt, but is also involved with FIRST Robotics. I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let me throw this out to you. We all know young people are not interested in coming into manufacturing or the automotive industry. Why? Why would they not? Be happy to start. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an interest in getting students involved at a very early age. I think that broadly in education, we're not looking at science and technology, engineering and math at an early age. We're not looking at, at these types of experiences with students at the kindergarten and first grade level. Um, you know, research tells us we have to. Uh, we have to have these kids, before they come into things like FIRST Robotics, we have to have that interest built. We have to have that STEM awareness there for the for and the Explain children. STEM for anybody who's so not heard that. STEM is an acronym that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. So we want to engage students at a very, very early age before we lose them. Research shows that we're losing students at as early as the third or fourth grade level. So whenever they're coming into opt-in type programs to where they need to identify that as an interest up front, um, we need to stay ahead of that with, with, within the educational system. Carl, why do you see students not interested in these topics? I think it's part of our larger culture. Um, our culture basically helps define where our kids' interests ultimately lie and what captures their attention. And manufacturing, I think, has a bit of a stigma to it. Um, I think over the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, uh, the idea of manufacturing and going into manufacturing has sort of been um, discouraged by parents, perhaps, or the fact that, you know, manufacturing's all overseas now. So I don't think it's been very... Um, very inviting at, at this point. There's a perception of it anyway, at least until now, which, was, which is why we're going to try and change that. And I agree with what you'd say, but I'd say not the last 10 or 15 years. I'd make it more like the last 30 years. Okay. People have been discouraged from that. Sure. And, and Tim, you, you brought in some great props, and we're going to get into that in a minute to show what the FIRST Robotics is all about. But same question. Why now, are young people not interested? When I run into a lot of these students, they quite frankly think it's boring and it's hard. And so what you have to do is you have to take that stigma that they have about this, give them mentors that can help them along the way to show them it's really fun to make your own parts. It's really fun to create something you thought you couldn't do, and then it just builds on itself, and they get their confidence going, and then their enthusiasm comes along with that. And it's the whole thing of having them be able to create and do things on their own, much like a basketball player. You know, a lot of times kids just emulate these basketball players. They'll dribble a thousand times a day with their right hand to get it just right because they have a mentor. And FIRST Robotics is one of those mentor-based programs where we can teach you how to make stuff to do crazy things that are really great fun. Good. We'll get into some of the specifics mm -hmm. in that. But, Chris, I want to go back to something that sure. you said of by the third grade you're losing them. So you're talking about getting involved at uh, grade school levels. Yeah, we have, um, through SA International, we have the World of Motion program. We actually start at kindergarten. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at students gathering data and making decisions in, in kindergarten. 
Uh, so we, when you're looking at them, I mean, what kinds of things are you doing with kindergarten students? So we have the Word of Motion programs divided into three clusters. We have a primary, elementary, and a middle school cluster. And then we have high school based and, and collegiate-based programming as well. But we know that at the, at the very early age of kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, teachers are teaching through a literacy-based approach. So that's what we're looking for is there's no, there's no reason that, that that can't be through a scientific literacy base. We need, we need students at this very early age to understand science. So even if they're not going into the automotive industry or manufacturing, we still have a base of, of students that understand scientific principles and can be good members of society. Um, ultimately, you know, from, from our perspective, we'd love to see them in the automotive industry. We'd love to see them in engineering in general. But we know that we have to be pushing them at a, at a very early age to get them, to get them there so that, so that there is an interest whenever they go into upper elementary and middle school. Carl, I know that your efforts are involved with grade school kids as well, but explain a little bit about what Square One Education Network's all about. We'd love to. Uh, we're a Michigan-based uh, public charity. Actually, we're a nonprofit foundation based right here in Michigan. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that everything we offer up as uh, projects for kids and so forth are all born and raised right here in Michigan. We're sort of a not to challenge a brand, but we're kind of a pure Michigan-based organization because our competitions that we have all came as a result of an investment in a teacher's idea. Uh, our underwater robotics program, which is really quite massive and I think the largest in the country, came because a teacher wanted to have some kids build an ROV and we grew that up and we've trained 450 teachers. There are ROVs all over the state. And, we have, and you know, what's an ROV? Sorry about that. Uh, a remotely operated vehicle or an underwater robot. You're Pe talking about submarines. Absolutely. Well, sort of. Uh, the underwater tools, similar to when the uh, BP disaster happened out in the Gulf, that was all repaired by underwater ROVs that were uh, used to cap the well or whatever. So we have annual challenges for that. Spectacular engineering opportunities, systems engineering. And then we have three land-based versions of these competitions, full-scale hybrid electric vehicles that high school kids build, uh, RC race cars that they convert from gas to electric, and then they race the pants off these cars. They are way cool. And then the third is an autonomous challenge where we essentially give high school teams uh, a Fisher-Price Barbie Jeep. I mean, literally a Fisher-Price Barbie Jeep with limited performance capabilities. A little technology, a little cash, and we say, make that thing run on its own. Because industry told us we need more computer science types, and uh, we want creative, innovative types. And that's what we do. So we, we, we grew it all out of Michigan invested in investments in teachers. Fascinating. And fascinating, too, that you're already getting them into autonomous cars, which I think is oh, yeah. right around the corner and, and, and big disruptive and connected, and connected we'll cars. I'll talk to you about later, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Tim, let's get into some of the props that you brought. Explain a little bit about what FIRST Robotics is all about and, and what all this on the table is. Yeah, so FIRST Robotics is a great example of a partnership between industry and students, okay? General Motors and many other companies like Ford and Chrysler and Toyota will provide mentors, okay, and it's a mentor-based program. You start in the grade school with very simple, snap-together, plastic Lego-type robots. You give them a controller and you give them a little plastic motor, and they operate on a tabletop. And they got to do 20 complex operations in autonomous mode and go compete in a competition to win points against that while they're also judged on the quality of their programming, on the quality of their build, is it robust, and things like that. When they get a taste for it there, they want more. They say, hey, plastic is cool, but I want to do more with that. In middle school, we'll start to take them and we'll use these metal parts right here. And these metal parts are like we used to call erector sets. Okay? They're bolt together, they're solid aluminum and steel, and now you get off the table and you go onto the floor on a 12 by 12 field. 
Now the interesting twist here is you also teach them a little bit of collaboration because it's a two-on-two -two round robin now. So your competitor may turn into your partner on the next round. So you have to learn how to deal with people, how to work together, how to work as a team while trying to achieve the goal that you have. As it builds more and more, the students usually like to say, well, I want something bigger. In high school, we'll go from these small motors right here to this large motor, okay? And this is an industrial motor out of a factory, okay? It's a Chippewa motor. It's about a kilowatt worth of power, and this will then go on to a 120-pound robot that competes on a three-on-three -three round robin on a 30-by-60 field where mass matters, durability matters. Down on the floor there, you can see we actually have a water jetted thing that was created by a student in SolidWorks, put on a water jet, fabricated, assembled into a robot, and as you can see, it's kind of beat up because it's had a full season of durability done on it. So when you say the student designed it in CAD, you're talking about computer-aided design software. Computer-aided design, whether it be Autodesk or SolidWorks. Um, and a water jet is literally a high-pressure high water jet that can cut right through steel, but you have to program it to cut it properly. So the, the CAD program will actually make a nice file that will then go into the computer-aided manufacturing side of the business. They'll convert it so they can control that 50,000 PSI nozzle to go make all those complex cuts that are down on that robot. And the students really thrive on it because, you know, they, they don't know limitations yet. They haven't had a bad experience yet. And you can see on that example down there, I think they may have taken a little too much mass out of the back of that car. And uh, it didn't fare quite so well. So that one came off the robot. They put a sturdier, on, sturdier version on it next uh, so they could go to the next race. Chris, how do the students react to this? I mean, how do they get involved and what's the reaction? Yeah, well, to, to, to follow up on Tim's point about, about engaging industry in the classroom, um, that's one of the most powerful pieces. Uh, we have, and specifically with General Motors, we have over 1,600 GM volunteers across the United States that go into the, into the classroom. Now, we have many other relationships like that with other automobile in, uh, you know, manufacturers, but uh, the GM one most, no, most notably is, is putting those volunteers into the classroom with the students is such a powerful thing. Um, going through the engineering design experience, whether it be a balloon-powered car or a fuel cell vehicle or, or a first robotics robot at the high school level, with that mentorship component is so important. Um, we found that uh, just you know through our, our own longitudinal studies of the program that 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 particular component is so much more for when students are ready to go into career readiness type classes. Um, that's when they're selecting the STEM type programming. That's when they're 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 selecting the you know the college readiness classes. And um, it's more yeah. of a coach and a mentor. Yeah. You know, and so you're also their colleague where they can ask you a question. Hey, I'm thinking about biology. I'm thinking about engineering. I'm thinking about marketing. Right. And now they have an adult that's beyond their nuclear family that they can bounce ideas off of. And one of the one of the toughest things, I'm sorry, Carl, one of the one of the toughest things is is in in working in those types of environment is 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 to get the engineer trained so they don't just give the answer. <laughs> we run into that we run into that a lot where it's just let me let me show you how. And and that having those teachers work in tandem with the with the engineer delivering it through we always say teacher led volunteer assisted um, uh, component is 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 so very powerful. You know, you know, John, one of the real elements that these guys just referenced this notion of mentorship is I think real significant to the automotive industry in in total. And I would talk about all factions of the automotive industry. You know, the, the relationship to. Um, 
communications and, and, and communicating your message and presenting mm -hmm. yourselves well is really highly, a highly significant skill set. One of the components that I so value with, with all the programs that we represent is the fact that industry has a place to get involved. There's, there's someone to hook up with, and I, I agree with these guys wholeheartedly, as is one of the sort of rules in our competitions, it's when the kids are on the floor, in our case, the adults better be sitting in the stands. Mm -hmm. So when it stops working, the fix is done by the kids, because if the kids aren't fixing it, we've sort of blown the objective. But more importantly, I think even at another level, when we start talking about long-range success, we really believe heftily that we have to invest in our teachers because they are as hungry and, and there's an urgency in getting them into this space yes. because they haven't been trained in it. They don't know. Um, you and I have met at the management briefing seminar on, on a number of occasions. We've been able to partner with Broza and other companies and Center for Automotive Research to actually bring teachers to, this, to the management briefing seminars to get them into those conversations so that they walk out in a more, with more expertise and an awareness of what the heck's going on in the auto industry, period. So they have to be better informed. They have to be better skilled as well because the school districts just aren't able to, to provide them the kind of training that they would need because they're the long-range leverage point. Mm -hmm. They're the high investable point, and that's one of the reasons we, you know, with the mentorship, it's that, it's that teacher training component as well. Well, it's a nice compliment because they don't have to go it alone. Correct. Okay, they're not running solo on the latest little motor gear combination, mm -hmm. you know, because we're pretty used to that where we can do that for them, okay? But when it comes to other issues, the teachers are much better at taking this and making it very real for the student. You know, the, the example of an engineer, it's all, you've been doing it for 20 years, it's almost mm -hmm. second nature to you, mm -hmm. but you can work with a teacher so that the student really appreciates it and it sinks deep down into their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so that whole combination of it, it, it's, it's a whole group of people that takes it to create this enthusiasm with a student, you know, whether it be a branding thing, a communication thing, or anything like that, there's something for everybody in all of these programs, and they all just create that um, enthusiasm that just gets infectious, and then when it's fun, the mentors come back, mm -hmm. yeah. and the students come back, and fun, it just builds on itself. Fun and to the from the student's voice, relevant. It's got to be relevant. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be going towards something that has actual, authentic, authentic applications. And when it's in that space, the kids are there. You, you got them. You hooked them. And that's, that whole, that, that's a real key ingredient, that emotional state of when all of this occurs and who's involved. That's, I think, and, a real and key. Get message. them off Halo and get them onto SolidWorks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they'll yeah. plow... You know, 100 hours a week into SolidWorks. You bet. Yeah. SolidWorks is a computer uh, program. design program, AutoCAD, mm -hmm. uh, any of those. And these corporations are very generous. Mm -hmm. You know, they provide access. They provide student copies to it all. Mm -hmm. And if you if you got a student that is interested in that aspect of it, they'll excel there. You may have a different student that just says, I don't want to do that right. computer stuff. I'm just going to make gears. Exactly. And then you can adapt to that, and then they can go be your best shade tree mechanic you've ever seen. And at that competition, it's like watching a surgeon. You know, one kid will hand a tool to another kid, and then they'll fix that thing in a, in a NASCAR pit crew type style. And it's very rewarding to see that. It's, sure. it's very gratifying. Chris, you see the same necessity of getting teachers involved in oh, this? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's, uh, and, and to follow up on your point, is, 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 that, is, is that ownership of the, st of the student experience by the 
by the student. Mm -hmm. So you'll have the student who will come in that, that you can just see the engineering mind is there. But we also want to engage the students that are the marketing mind. And we also want to engage the students that are going to be doing fundraising some, sometime down the road. So it's not road. just so pure STEM. No, it, it, can't just be, it can't just be pure STEM. It's got to be an integration of everything. Absolutely. And, um, and, and with, the, with the teacher training specific, to get back to your question, is uh, you know, a best case scenario for us um, at the K-12 level is to host a teacher training where we can get the volunteers and the teachers in the same room at the same time. So we have that volunteer from Nissan sitting across from their partner teacher mm -hmm. um, at the Nissan Tech Center delivering a World in Motion trainings or delivering, you know, we have a high school-based program that we do called F1 in Schools that's, that's, that's very similar with the, the, with the, the, the CAD CAM component is um, we know that, that, that for a lot of teachers that's not, a, that's not something that's in their wheelhouse is, is teaching how students how to use CAM or, uh, or how to use CAD software. So um, absolutely we have to prepare them for that. In fact, Carl, you had given me an example uh, earlier when we had met at the conference of the students teaching the teachers. Fill us in a little bit about that. Uh, well, one of our uh, real highlight school districts in the state is Stockbridge, Michigan. Stockbridge is a, a, a cornfield locked uh, mm -hmm. community, very small, literally a blinking yellow light, and that's about it. But that town has been sort of reformed around their underwater robotics program. The very long, very complex story, very short, is they have high school teams now that, in part, the teachers got trained by us, came back. Um, won some competitions. Now these kids are going to Palau in the South Pacific. In fact, they're leaving later this month for their third year trip. Building an underwater robot that they were commissioned to build, essentially we helped pay for it, but they're going to look for downed World War II aircraft and crewmen from a fierce air battle in 43. That is the high school component, but they've now built in a middle school and an elementary school program. And the elementary kids actually are leasing out their underwater robots to nearby teaching groups to train the teachers on how to use this with their kids. The funds from that kick back into the program operation so the kids can buy more motors, buy more cameras, buy more monitors, buy more whatever. So the fourth and fifth graders are training teachers professionally as their mentors. So we got upper elementary kids training professional educators all very collaboratively, which is a real sweet spot. So it's one of those unique flows of energy that we really love to see. And uh, that to me is, I think, one of the, the uh, you can't ask for a better, better example of that. When you empower young people, and I think we're all agreeing on that, mm -hmm. it's about empowering them and, and knowing that we believe in them. And so how each of us, and there are many other programs you know, that are out there along with us, um, are exactly to let young people realize, and teachers as well, we believe in you. We think you have capacities that we would like to foster in our manufacturing industry, our automotive industry, our biomedical industry, to Chris's point, to our citizenry. That's what we're looking for, is a smarter, better thing. Not just automotive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim, I got to believe it's not just Michigan either. You know, we're, we're here in Michigan, you guys are all here, but I got to believe this is happening across the country. It's a nationwide, it's a global thing. It's in 50 states and 60 countries. Uh, to give you some numbers with that, about 280,000 students, you know, do this type of competition across the globe. Uh, Michigan is a powerhouse. We have great support from the state. Okay, Governor Snyder actually mentioned uh, this robot program in his State of the State address, and it's really gaining a lot of momentum where we're up to almost 400 LEGO teams, about 200 of these Tech Challenge teams, and about 300 of these high school teams. We actually added about 75 teams this year. 
And so it's just one of those things where you, you get the students, being the internal advocates, you get into the high schools, you're there on a Friday, it's just a very natural thing that happens, and then you can't imagine the benefits that come off of it. The, the one high school we have is in Northville, they're working with Detroit Science Center to do a robot kit in a box so that they can be used at all other science centers across the nation. And that alone will then get the familiarity and just accelerate it on throughout the entire process. And, you know, the, the thing I, I'm sure we all like to say, everybody's got a catchphrase in this business, okay? All of our students can turn pro. And that's a very nice thing about all of these leagues where it's a very natural evolution then where the mentors can work with the students to say, here's, try this, try this, try this. So then by the time they get to a university and they exit a university, they know what they want to do. Okay, and then we actually have a great track record um, where I work at General Motors where these students come in and they're targeted and they already know if, if you like to work on transmissions on robots, you may want to do transmissions in the automotive world. And there's a great example of a student that we had that came through robots and now he holds 12 patents uh, for General Motors. Uh, so, but you know, Tim, Tim, Tim brought up the governor's office and that's, that's one, of the, one of the layers or one of the levels that I think both uh, regionally or at a state level and nationally, kind of to your point, that there's a lot of, of banter, a lot of discussion about STEM. And I think a lot of folks don't even really know what STEM really is, but it's being used very fluently uh, throughout the country. But one of the sweet spots is, is that there are agencies at state level, Michigan Department of Ed, U.S. Department of Ed. We're very blessed. We've got the attention of the MEDC and, the, and Nigel Francis and his automotive programs office. We're in some real high-level discussions with them. They have some uh, a, a strategic plan that involves a focus on some K-12 coming forward, and we're working with them closely on that. There are some real exciting things going on right now, and, and I think your audience, um, uh, I hope, I hope that your audience realizes that there are a lot of entry points here. There are a lot of ways in a variety of facets that there can be a continued uh, hand-holding and collective uh, hugging of this whole thing. If we don't do that, we're really not going to have much success, I don't think. We're, all of us are just going to end up doing nice little things for little bits in time, but we aren't going to change history, and that's kind of what we're You need the sustainability, yeah. 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 you know, exactly. and it takes everybody pulling to keep us sustainable. You got it, absolutely, absolutely. That's, that, that's, a, that's a really great point. I know from, from, from our perspective, we were talking a little bit about reach, and one of the things with, if we, if we focus just on our K-12 programming, um, we have, a, we have a continuum of offerings where we, where we go clue through K-12 in, in, at the university setting with the, with, with the SAE um, Collegiate Design Series, Formula SAE, which is very popular here in Michigan and across the states. Um, to us, if, if a student goes through the Award of Motion program and ends up in FIRST Robotics, success cool. if they if they because th that's what we're trying to inspire students mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. if they get to programs where I have to identify I want to I, I want to build robots if if we've introduced that to them in third grade and they've gotten there that's 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 our ultimate so you're mission. keeping track of your your efforts here we have to, to their success yeah, or not we have to and we have to we have to keep pushing the the students up through we can we can offer students stem programming from kindergarten from K to 16 but if students leave uh, SAE's programming, that's okay because they're 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 going to come back in and ultimately for the good of uh, of society they're going to be they're going to be serving us. So that's the, that's the overall goal. And the the programs actually overlap very naturally. Sure. I mean, yeah. as you look at it, uh, you know the 
the kids that come out of uh, a high school robot jump all over a formula hybrid, mm -hmm. uh, an electric car, mm -hmm. uh, uh, anything like that. Sure. Uh, we run a, a lot with EcoCar, mm -hmm. which is a number of universities that do a, a hybrid electric car mm -hmm. uh, type system. And so it's that whole thing of, you know, you can learn the book, you can learn the equation, you can be tested on that at a very thorough level, but you got to make it real. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then you got to know that every detail matters, and all of these programs make it very real for all of these students. You mentioned this one student who's already got 12 patents. I don't even have one. <laughs> <laughs> How's it working? I mean, FIRST Robotics has been around since the late 90s, I believe. So i got to believe there's a graduating class of students. Is General Motors starting to see these kinds of students apply for jobs? Yeah, we are. We actually have a pretty good conduit where on a GM-sponsored team, We'll, we'll actually teach them how to apply for internships along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll sort on our applicants, and FIRST Robotics is a big differentiator for that. Uh, the neat thing that happens, though, is that when they come into the workforce, they also go back to FIRST, and they become the next mentor and the next generation of mentors. So some of these team alumni yeah. actually become the actual next mentor that takes the team to a whole next level or creates four or five more teams. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a great example of a student that was a Michigan student, uh, went to college in Arizona. We have a proven ground in Arizona. And he, he said, hey, GM, let's sponsor a team down here. And he created four more teams down there. Mm -hmm. You know, and now he's having that just grow agriculturally throughout that entire state with more and more enthusiasm. Carl, we're getting down towards the end here, but same thing. Do you see the U.S. starting to move the needle in terms of getting kids into manufacturing and automotive? I believe so, yes. We've had a number of examples, and I think there's a relationship between the schools, the universities, and the employer. Uh, and the universities are recruiting students. I know they come and recruit many of your students. They come and recruit ours. They show up at our events looking for specifically these kids. And I think that there is, and I think the excitement of something like the whole connected vehicle technology, which Detroit's pleased to host coming up here in, in September at the ITS World Congress. Uh, that kind of excitement in those technologies are the kinds of things that will really help reinforce that. We're pleased to chair a new youth subcommittee that's bringing a thousand youth to Detroit on, for the ITS World Congress. We're working with connected vehicle technology. Denso's been a great partner. You know, that sort of stuff going on, the more companies that can do those sorts of things with us, the better chances we're going to have to keep that needle pointing in the right direction. I think it has actually begun, but there's always more to do. Look, we're out of time here. I find this a fascinating discussion. I'm so pleased to have you guys on and talking about it. I'm, I'm getting excited just listening to you guys, and I've been to some of the competitions. I highly recommend anybody out there in the audience to try to get out to these things. They're actually a lot of fun. It's so cool to see these kids so engaged. But with that, we're going to have to wrap up. Carl Klimek from Square One Education Network. Chris Chuka from the SAE, Tim Grew from General Motors and First Robotics, thanks so much. Really been great having thank you, you on here. I want to thank all of you for having tuned in.